Torches lit up the streets and alleys near Fort James, in Port Royal's inner harbor. The mob searching for Gator Gar, the elusive pirate who, until recently, had been thought long dead, had been disbanded by the city guards. All that remained were curious spectators gathered around King's Ground, the common area before the King's warehouses. Red Royals, under the order of Captain Richard Longstaff, set up a perimeter around the buildings. A new Whig government has arrived. Governor DeWar and Lord Llewellyn are to be arrested for treason forthwith, the town crier bellowed. Longstaff stood at the main entrance to the King's Ground, contemplating which brothel he'd visit. Rumor was that all the beautiful strumpets had been killed in the five years since he'd last been here. Cherry Banks still remained, however. She'd have a couple of pretty ones for sure. Piper's aide, Sidrak Tellier, and two assistants dragged out a wooden podium to create a makeshift stage. These wigs love their pomp and circumstance. Longstaff remained silent. The corner of his mouth twitched. Admiral Godham stood nearby, ready to pounce on anyone suspicious. The old boy will retire soon, and his job's as good as mine. Piper's aide approached with a case of documents. Ah, trainer, what kept you? asked Piper. It's Tellier, sir. Just a bit seasick is all. He took out a journal. What time have you got, Harry? Piper turned to Mould. Mould glanced at his pocket watch and rolled his eyes. I'm still on London time, sir. He checked the mechanical clock housed in a small wooden structure overlooking the grounds. Quarter past eleven of the clock, sir. Note the date and time, Piper ordered, and then raised his walking stick as he addressed the crowd. I am acting Lieutenant Governor Peter Piper. By order of Governor Spotswood of the Leeward Islands, I hereby claim custody of Port Royal in the name of King William. Which king's that, then? A bystander called out. In the name of King William, Piper's face twisted, Port Royal belongs to the Orange Party. Ain't that a fruit? A spectator heckled. Wigs over Port Royal? Mould shouted. I like the other one better, a man grumbled. An elusive smirk formed on Longstaff's lips. Frankly, he didn't care who ran the city. Everyone would eventually contract syphilis anyway. He'd made a bet with Fishhook that this government wouldn't last two months before being eaten alive. They weren't the least bit prepared for how things were run in Port Royal. Piper addressed Longstaff. Continue the search for Lords Dewar and Llewellyn, Captain. We'll take charge here. Aye, sir. Longstaff returned to his carriage where Lieutenant Lance Thorne stood waiting. Thorne, what a prick. Family wealth got him where he is. He never commanded a ship in his life, and certainly doesn't command any respect in the ranks. Leave two squads here, Longstaff said. The rest come with me. Move in and take the city. Aye, sir. Thorne rallied a team of Red Royals. Longstaff's carriage sped off into the city. Behind the courthouse stood a small building of stone and wood. Heavy metal brackets gripped large torches illuminating the city's hall of records. Slasher Al and Dogfish led six men with lanterns and stormed the front entrance. Al leaned on his musket as a walking stick, while his parrot, Lash, clung to his shoulder. His stitched leg dragged behind him. Watch what you're doing! He barked when his men practically squished him through the door. They were met by a night guard, who trembled at their approach. What do you want? Slasher Al aimed his pistol and squeezed the trigger. 
your silence assured. He cracked his neck and limped forward to get a closer look at the blood dripping down the guard's forehead. Not my best work, but it'll do. That's eight shots without a miss. Mark it up. Dogfish nodded. Yeah, yeah, I'll mark it when we get to the ship. Al motioned to his men and snarled. Search every shelf. Just do it alphabetical. Search A first for the name Albemarle. 